0: You're listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live, with your hosts, Eric Provoznik, Jim Culver, Marty Zamora, and Christine Leninger. All Over the Place, where the fun sanity never ends. Welcome back, everyone, to All Over the Place. I'm your host, Eric Provoznik, with, as always, Jim Culver. How you doing, Jim?
1: An excellent, sir. How about yourself?
0: Um, fantastic! Uh, coming off a hard night, uh, two hours and forty-five minutes with The Cure last night Whew. here in Phoenix. So yeah, good. Right also at that show, Christine joining us again today. Hello, Christine. Hello. And our very special guest today, we have a veteran of the bands The Replacements, Guns and Roses, Perfect, Bash and Pop. The new project, the latest project, been kicking around for a few years now, Cowboys in the Campfire. This man has been described as the embodiment of rock and roll by none other than famed producer Jim Dickinson. Tommy Stinson, welcome to All Over the Place.
2: <laughs> Thank you from all over the place.
0: <laughs> quite, quite the resume there, but now we've got uh, Cowboys in the Campfire. Heard the new album, Wronger. Just very quickly, I was very excited that I thought it was gonna, uh, Wronger was a made-up word. I'm a fan of made-up word.
1: We had to yeah.
0: look it up, and we, yeah. we looked it up just to be safe on that one, and found out that wronger is indeed someone who has done somebody dirty. So, question More to you. Wrong
2: than the other guy did, you so know?
0: Are, are you the wronger, or are you the person who has been wrong, as the inspiration for the album title?
2: Well, I guess a little. Or a little bit, bit of both. A little bit of both, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and uh, and it's it's like susudio, my- like susudio. You know, that's a made-up word, right? Uh, the the and, and
0: as the great Pontiac Bandit said on on Brooklyn Nine Nine, you got to listen to Susudio only on vinyl. You're doing yourself wrong if you're not listening to that on vinyl.
2: But I digress. Yeah, because yeah, that's uh, that a ripping sounding record, of course.
0: <laughs> and Wronger is uh, I'm I'm digging it. it. It's it's a 30 minute album. Cuts cuts very quickly. to The course is bam, bam, bam. But it's a hell of an Americana album. What inspired the, the different sounds on this one? It's like putting the needle down. It's almost like you're getting a little bit of the North Mississippi All-Stars. You got a little bit of uh, Mara, some Vandaliers in there. It's like kitchen sink, but very Americana. What, what inspired it?
2: Um, you know, nothing particular. I mean, Jeepers, Chip and I have been writing for like 14 years together now. And, you know, we've just been amassing these songs um, over the course of time the first five of them we recorded down in Austin, Texas, I don't know, six years ago, the first five songs on the record would be uh, uh, Karma's Bitch, Heyman, Fall Apart Together, We Ain't, and uh, Mr. Wrong. Those kind of made up the crux of the album then. And so from that point on, the stuff we kept writing seemed to fall in the line with that. We weren't looking for any particular sound or nothing, but, you know, call it what you want. <laughs> it's what it is.
0: You kick off with a ukulele on Here We Go Again. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm li- liking the vibe on it. And uh, so uh, I'm thinking back to a show that I saw you, a solo show, and actually, if memory serves correctly, you had Dizzy Reed with you. I saw you at the Largo back in L.A., back in the early 2000s. Oh, and yeah. you. You're, you're playing the acoustic guitar and you said, look, I'm a bass player just <laughs> playing guitar. So just, you know, just very, you know, the, the, the three chords and the truth. And uh, <clears throat> how, how much of an influence has Chip had on you as a songwriter to, to broaden that palette, perhaps?
2: You know, a good amount. I mean, he comes from he comes from a similar background as I do, you know, having um, played the club scene in the 80s and all that stuff. But he comes back. He comes from more of a more of a country country. Um, rock and roll background. So, you know, there's a little bit of differentiation there. And so, yeah, I guess our writing, you know, he, he helped me write stuff from, you know, uh, the uh, One Man Mutiny record. Um, we did, he wrote, he wrote with me on the Bastion Pop record as well, that second one. So we're kind of all over the place together. And ha, imagine that. Love the call out. Uh, yeah, well, that'll come up a lot. Um, you know, we have a lot of things in common and a lot of things different. So, you know, I just kind of worked out the mishmash of tunes as they are. And on that note, I was looking at the liner
0: notes on this little single that I got <laughs> from, from Burger Records back in when it was yeah. 2014, 2015. The two songs, Breathing Room and Not This Time, evolved uh, into or onto the Bash and Pop record, the Anything Can Happen record. And you, you mentioned uh, the uh, six songs that you guys already had in the can now. So, and then the remaining four, were they already road tested or did, were they uh, brought up with some of the uh, in-studio spontaneity?
2: Most were road tested, actually. Um, you know, most of them were. There's probably only two. Hey Man and uh, Souls probably were the last two uh, that, that we never did play out on the road as of yet. Um, the rest of it, yeah, all road tested, mother approved or disapproved. <laughs> um, and, you know, yeah. Did I answer the question? Absolutely. I'm sure you Good. did.
1: Tommy, you mentioned Mothers in that one, and of course I am one. And you, know, you started in the music industry. You were a kid. My youngest is 11. I couldn't imagine sending him out to play gigs at his age. Yeah, that would be impossible. But music has been such a huge, huge part of your life. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, like what impact it's had on you?
2: Well, you know, I did start off really young and playing clubs really young and hanging out with more adults really at a very young age. So I guess I kind of grew up quick. Um, I wouldn't trade any of it in. Uh, I wouldn't go back and do it differently. Um, Having a 15 year old daughter myself right now that's, you know, doing really great. um, It makes me look back and kind of go, wow, I'm so glad she's not doing the things I was doing at 15. Um, as you can imagine. But, you know, I have nothing to relate it to or to compare it to. This is the way I grew up. Yeah, it was weird. I know that from looking back on it. um, uh, And raising two kids myself, but I, yeah, without nothing to relate to, I don't know what it would be what life would be like any different had I not lived that way.
0: And uh, the looking back I just very briefly want to touch on, on trouble boys and the reminiscing through that. When that process with with uh, Bob Mayer going through that that book, a- anything uh, that you know um, from that past that, that uh, as the book was being compiled that you look back on just uh fondly or maybe not so fondly?
2: You know, I didn't read the book per se. I know what's in it because we all interviewed for it, my mom and sisters included. From what I gather, though, from what I've heard, and that is, that he did a real, he did a thorough job, which is to his credit. I mean, Bob. Bob's a great writer. He obviously did a good job with that, and he's also done good with the liner notes for us and Wilco, as he's got his little Grammys for it. But um, nothing, you know, I'm in a place in life where you really can't, I can't afford to, like, look back and wish this or think that or, you know, any of that stuff. I'm, I'm working really diligently at living in the moment right now and have been for a while. There's just too many things going on in the world and elsewhere and all that, that just uh, can just suck you down. So I just try to stay right here, right mm-hmm. here with you guys, right here, slightly over there. Yeah.
0: Living in the now, I want to, uh, you know, with Cowboys in the Campfire, and I, I love the fan friendliness that you guys have. As you, you go on the road and you're, you're doing backyard parties, you're playing. I, I saw you uh, in the shadows of a boxing ring out in Goodyear. Mm-hmm. Arizona. And what is it about, you know, the, that closest, the intimacy like in the now just getting the, the new songs out there, playing some of the, the solo stuff, things like that.
2: Repeat that question.
0: What What, what is it? You know, I, I, you know, the fan friendliness and just being close closer to the fans and just, you, you got, it's a very unique way of touring. And, uh, what, what's it like just, you know, just doing these out, out of the way places and just getting closer with the fans.
2: Well, it's a it's a product of my lack of wanting to um, plan ahead. I um, I'm terrible at planning ahead. These days, when you put out a record, you got to think about a year, and if you want to do vinyl, you got to think about a year and a half ahead of time, because there aren't that many places making vinyl anymore. So um, I can't really do that. I I don't know what the hell I want to do a year from now any more than I want know what I want to do. A, six weeks from now let alone six months or anything like that so what happens with me is when i decide i've got something to put out i put it out and i go hey let's go play some shows and play some of these new songs in a couple months you know and kind of throw that out there and by the time i've done that everything is booked up until the following year so i have to make do with what i can and go out and play my my tunes and have fun and um, and I play these intimate shows, which I've come to do over the last few years, and find that they're a lot of fun. They're intimate. They're really low maintenance. I have a really good time. The people seem to really have a good time. And um, it uh, lucky me that I get to do this because it um, it it pays better than the clubs. It by by about two thirds. Um, to be honest, really? with you. So yeah um and i don't know if that's a product of covid or or what exactly but you know if i can go play a backyard um have a really good time and pay my bills and make you know twice three times what i can make playing the nearest dump nightclub i do in a heartbeat because it's it's like i'm I'm hanging out with the people what i'd be doing anyway because i'm a bit of a social butterfly like that and um you know, it would, it just it works for me. Um, else, that's all I can tell you. Coming in, and, uh,
0: there's been some clamoring from uh, my, my local Phoenicians, and uh, we're wondering when we can get you back here. Of course, not
2: is that what you guys are called, Phoenicians? I,
0: I've learned that funny. recently. We, we are Phoenicians, yes. I'm only a six year Phoenician. With, wow, with a, a Pennsylvania
2: blood. Whoa, but, boy, that's a hike! <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> it's a distance, uh. yeah. I'll um, hike in a lot of ways. I'm going to leave the politic part out of it. But well, uh, thank God, God I was head. in Southern
0: California for 21 years. It's a bit of a, a shorter jump to Phoenix. Yeah.
2: But uh, it's, Good. it's about
0: to get really hot here now. But Christine has uh, a possible location for you. Uh, uh, next time you're in our area, how's an airport hangar sound? And we promise Perfect. not to make it too Spinal Tap for you.
2: Let's make it in the fall. <laughs> there let's you do go. Do the fall. Right, calm down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, know.
0: Once, once it cools off, we'll touch base on that one later for sure.
2: So get uh, a hold right. of Tina. Get a hold of Tina Dunn. She's my agent. All right. <laughs> one of them. One of them. Her or Andrew Ellis, either one.
0: Airport hangar fall.
2: Got it. <laughs>
0: now, uh, <laughs> there we go. That's why I've got an awesome producer. <laughs> so uh, and coming up though uh, in summertime, a little bit, you've got a San Jose show with Soul Asylum and Living Color. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did that come about? Because that, that's just a 90s-licious bill, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Boy, I don't know who the hell booked that. <laughs> I, I don't know who I got to hit for that one. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, totally. Um, you know, it just kind of came up out of the blue about, I don't know, two weeks ago, maybe? And funny enough, I i would have had a double think about that, except that I just saw Corey Glover play across the street from my apartment about a month or two ago. He played some, he was just coming up to play a show. My friend has a a little theater vibe across the street called Park Theater. And he came up here and played a show and I just kind of popped over to check it out. And man, dude can sing. He is great in really a fun show. Um, All of 50 people there. Um, It's a small, small venue. It wasn't that, I mean, it was sold out at 50 people. Uh, it was really fun, and so I really thought about like yeah, I played with Dave and stuff. I've done the solo sound thing and, and and all that, but the that part of it added a little extra oomph for me um, because I'd seen that show.
0: And you know, I, I mentioned the fan friendliness, uh, you know, like that. But the single I threw up earlier, the backyard parties, and all the cool archive stuff that's on the replacements reissues. But I'm curious, what are you listening to? Who are you a fan of right now?
2: You know, I'm in a, kind of a middle, middle ages thing here. I've, um, between going back to Hounds of Love by Kate Bush and listening to, you know, I've been listening to, um, uh, you know, the, the the ladies that make up um, uh, Boy Genius, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Lucy Dacus uh, and did a, met her at a, songwriting convention in Florida a few years back and just loved seeing her out there killing it right now. She's really great. Um, Phoebe Bridgers and all that. Um, And, you know, I, I, and other than that, between focusing on my own stuff, I've been producing a bit. So I haven't really had my ears open to anything new. And certainly the things I've heard uh as of late i haven't really grabbed on to anything new in a bit that has, has grabbed my attention per se
0: speaking of production i noticed that uh, the executive producers of the new cowboys in the campfire wronger and don't forget mm-hmm. to check it out folks over yes. at uh, you know your pre-order get your bundle over there over at Thomas.com. Yeah, yeah. and uh, i noticed that uh, peter jesperson and now autry jesperson is getting into the production thing What's it like? You know, well, first off, the guidance and influence, and and then the eventual friendship with Peter. And what's it like now involving Autry, who's all grows up and he's all grows up.
2: You know, it's it's a beautiful story, actually. You know, Peter's been my musical mentor since I was fucking knee high to a grapevine, and and um, you know, it's 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 a it's a really beautiful story. Peter's the one I, I I play my stuff for Peter before I play it for anyone pretty much uh my entire life here um he's he's the one that's gonna he's the, the one person i trust in the world that's gonna tell me the truth about you know every aspect of it which is always as a as an artist it's i appreciate because he'll also call bullshit when bullshit is bullshit which is great but uh, he's autry growing up in that family as has become quite the musical entrepreneur himself and really, following in Dad's footsteps, and the two of them together, I put them. To, I, I, when this we we're making this record, I was like, well, Archie's going to school for this. Let's see what Archie has to say. And so the two of them put their heads together, and they did it together, and helped me basically put this record together. I mean, everything from just giving me, uh, you know, insight into you know this song could use this, or that song's a bit too much that, or this all the input i got from those two guys helped me to you know make this record um down to uh down to uh um sequencing and all that and um and it's just it's just great i mean there are very there are very few people out there like peter jesperson i know i know probably the ones that are there that are worth a shit, and peter's the big one um I know a couple other people, Laurel Stearns is another good friend of mine who is another muso, total muso, I used to work for Capitol Records, She's a really good friend of mine. Um, and old girlfriend of mine, Kelly Spencer, just people that just music is in their brain, 24 seven kind of thing. If they would have played, they would have been still in, they'd still be in bands playing right now. But it's great to see that with Archie. There are very, very few people like Peter and uh, and those kind of folks around and I'm glad that Autry's taking the reins and and moving that forward because um, we're gonna need that we're gonna need that in the future um, I think it's a that's an old-school mindset the um, music fan of that nature just the total diehard total music aficionado you know lives breathes eats music um, you know, these days I think it's gonna be harder to come by that kind of person. And um and uh I'm glad I'm glad he's he's going to college for it. I mean, you know, it's a cool yeah, thing. Me- mm-hmm.
0: Melomaniacs do not come much more knowledgeable than than uh, <laughs> I was trying to point
1: to Eric because that's how he is. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: I okay,
1: yes, I, other I, other way.
0: Um here, there and everywhere. Well,
1: Pardon me, me for jumping in also with this one, Tommy, but I, I gotta thank you, like I do. I have to thank you because it's actually because of you that Eric and I are together because we got together at a Tears for Fears concert last year over our mutual love of the replacements. So. Oh my.
2: Well, very
0: cool. Very cool. Little, little light bulb went off. Yeah. Yeah, he went, uh, I can talk to this person. And that okay. was that
2: nice well um, (laughs) Well, that's a cute story
0: (laughs) well uh, but but, uh like i said melomaniacs don't come much more knowledgeable or personal than peter and i'm telling you when i saw uh, a local news station back in la they did a a story on the beatles when the beatles reissues are coming out and they were in do you remember did you see the one autry was in they went to his elementary school and that kid just he probably was no more than 11 or 12 years old just knowing more about than John yeah. Paul Ringo and George than than anybody, but you know,
2: <laughs> than they even know about themselves, right? Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: when when you've got a mom who has a bumper sticker still has, a, you know, uh, still pissed at Yoko. Yeah, uh, 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 Audrey's <laughs> Arthur, growing up, but, and to be surrounded by you and just all, all the people that in Peter's life. So, I mean, uh, it was so cool to see that Audrey is working on has you know helped you on the album and.
2: and yeah, and absolutely. So. No, I think that's you know, I think he's I, he's follow the calling you know he's got it in his blood and his gene pool i hope him all the best and the most success that he have out there like i said we need those people we need those people that have that kind of ear and that kind of that kind of love of music where you know it's important all right jim i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw your direction Just, uh, real sure. quickly here
1: yeah so i gotta tell you man I, i'm really struck by the versatility in your career i mean you've worked in worked with so many different bands and so many different genres and um it's wondering if is it relatively easy to keep that creative spark as you make those kind of changes or is it do you feel like you get some creative whiplash as you kind of bounce from genre to genre from band to band
2: you know the funny thing is i kind of i i don't look at it that way i look at it all as kind of the same bit of the same puzzle that's um um I mean all all the diver- the diversity I mean it's all kind of rock and roll to me but um the different things I've done yeah I mean like the Guns N' Roses thing there was a collaborative effort that happened on that that um was new to me that was my favorite takeaway of that gig um just how we made that record and how um you know Axel was able to get you know all of us guys from completely different backgrounds to make that record I thought it was a it was a really cool thing but you know I think from an early age, this is all I've done and all I've known. So I still like doing it. I still love performing and writing and recording and all that stuff. So I think as long as I still like it, I'll probably just continue on doing it. I mean, I look at Willie Nelson. I think there's a funny story about him talking with his wife. You know, he's 90 years old. He's like, she's like, do you think we should maybe think about retirement someday? And he's just like, and do what? (laughs) i just sit sit around and watch the days go by it's like i've been traveling my whole life this is you know it's relaxing to him i mean whatever um you know i kind of look at it the same way i mean i got no retirement plan um i wouldn't do it anyway so
0: you don't slow down you never grow old i think i heard that somewhere sometime
2: yeah well at least inside
0: and, uh, you know, uh, Catch and Release, I know you, you did the, some score work on that. Is there anything uh, that you'll be dabbling with uh, down the line? Anyone coming to you with, uh, with score projects or film projects?
2: There are a couple of funny things going on that I may that I may be involved in coming up that I can't talk about yet and, because I don't want to jinx them. But there's a couple of different things um, that would be really funny if they happened, basically. We'll, 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 get it, we'll, keep, we'll keep it a
0: secret for now. We'll have you come back on. Yeah. I don't know why when, 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 once those projects are, are yes, coming. once they kind of baseball to... guy, I understand, and I will not, I won't be a part of a jinx. So there you go. There you and uh, go. to what Jim was saying, uh, and I, I brought up er, uh, earlier with the uh, the uh, LMAO single and then uh, those two songs that eventually became, uh, bash and pop songs. When you sit down to write, do you have? Are you in a headspace? Like this is going to be a Cowboys in the Campfire song, or the uh, this is solo, or this is bash and pop, or and friends have also asked, is there going to be a perfect reunion anytime soon? So, are just they had the head you, that you just write and, and the chips fall where they may.
2: Pretty much, I mean, there are there are some things that I that I designate for each in a, in a particular way. Like I know if I'm going to make a bash and pop record, I'm gonna it's going to be more of a full band record, whatever it is. Um, and i know that with chip and i we're more of a stripped down kind of vibe um and that's what that will be even though there are drums and bass and other things on the record i think uh i think overall um it's very loose the way i delegate my songs and my thoughts about that um i'll try i'll try things out with both and see what what seems to work with whatever before i you know plug it in per se
0: and did I notice correctly that uh, joining you on the uh, the tour with Cowboys in the Campfire is uh, stand up bass, Mike Chops Lacan? Is he going to be joining you guys? Yes, he is. Here and there?
2: He's going to join us. We um, we added him to the mix to try and up our game a little bit and add some low end. Now that we have a record out,
0: by by the end of the tour, you'll have someone playing just a, a stand up snare.
2: There you go. There's percussion into it, or or a flute and a and a bagpipe. There we go. Well, uh, I've got, I have an accordion.
0: So when you play that later this year, I'll I'll make sure I'm up to, up to snuff on that one for you. Almost,
2: almost had accordion on the record. Almost, (laughs) almost.
0: Well, Tommy Stinson again, thanks for joining us here on all over the place. Uh, everyone make sure you check out TommyStinson.com. Get your pre-order in on wronger coming out June 2nd. And, uh, when you're at the site, look for the dates where Tommy's going to be popping up spon- spontaneously or a little bit planned out. And uh, make sure you go see him. It, it's uh, Def, Def, he and Chip, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the stand-up base in the mix as well. So, really Tommy, cool. thank you for joining us here on All Over the Place.
2: Thanks for having me, y'all. Have a lovely weekend. We'll see you next time.
0: Good deal. And thanks, everyone, as always, for checking out All Over the Place. And we'll be back real soon. All right. <music> You've been listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. If you like what you've been listening to, and you know you have, be sure to share it with friends and family, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever. been the opinions of the hosts, the producer, and the guests only. You have listened at your own risk.